Hey, what's up, Blazer fans? Welcome to We Have a Take, the What Podcast. I am Tara Bowen Biggs, and I am joined by my co-host, Rose Harding. Hey, Rose. Hi, Tara. Nice to be here. And we have not one, not two, not three, but four guests joining us today. And we have a very important assignment, which is to get started on our 2023 playlist. So let's go ahead and introduce, I'll say their names. We'll have you guys talk about your podcast in a minute, but as soon but first thing we're going to do is start with our icebreaker. So we've got, um, let's see, Gary and Tim from the Busted Bucket podcast. We've got Rob from Blazing the Path, and then we've got Alex from Unbiased Podcast, Blazer Podcast. We have so much podcast minds here. We're going to put them all together and create something wonderful. You guys, what we usually start with is an icebreaker. So we are going to do tonight, how do you cope with a tough trailblazer loss? And let's start with you, Gary. Well, I mean, for me, I I think it's really just about thinking about self-reflection. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I think that Dame does a good job of um, not getting too high and not getting too too low, you know, whether it's throughout a season or, you know, throughout a game. And I think that, you know, just really just thinking about what what you could have did differently and maybe going back and watching some some game tape and going from there, you know, not not really beating yourself up. We can just all be like Dame. <laughs> it's <laughs> so easy. It's so not, easy. <laughs> not get too low. How about you, Rob? Now you're on the East Coast, so you I don't even know if you're able to watch games live. So uh, how do you cope when you watch a Blazer game and it's a tough loss? Well, it's uh, luckily and unluckily, uh, Portland's games aren't usually on national TV. So League Pass uh, kind of has every single game. And I, I try to watch. If not, I watch um, like in the morning. Um I actually work doing HVAC. So like I'm a junior technician, so I just watch it whenever I'm not driving. (laughs) And, uh, and yeah, so there's that. And then what I usually do is cause I'm, (laughs) you can tell I'm significantly younger than some of you guys, because what I do is I play 2k as Portland and I just destroy whatever team they just lost to. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's an amazing way to cope. I love it. Uh, let's go to you next, Alex. How do you cope? I'm a little more emotional, I think. Um, once the game's over, it's usually about nine, ten o'clock. I crawl into bed. I uh, scroll. I look at all the stats. I, I, I do the bad thing, and I scroll around Twitter, and I see what everyone's saying, and I get all <laughs> depressed and emotional, and I uh, just wait for the next game, hoping that we don't have a repeat. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to get you like a 2K so that you can go in there and <laughs> I should do it. I've never thought of that. That's a good idea, though. So, Rob, I'm going to steal that from you, probably. <laughs> Tim, what's your post-loss uh, coping mechanism? Uh, you know, like Alex, I, too, get a little emotional, but uh, I go on an all-night bender. I'm just kidding. Last, I know this, I know this season is season must have been quite a... Uh... <laughs> it was rough. It was, uh, man, I don't remember last season. No, (laughs) no, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things. It's like a bad loss is a bad loss. It's one game, you know, there's 82 games this season. So it's just on to the next one, you know, just like, just like any, any good shooter out there. It's you miss a shot, you immediately forget and you go on to the next one. That's the way I look at it. That's I like that right there. (laughs) So most of y'all probably know what I do. 
I watch Hallmark movies. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's the Christmas season right now, so it actually dovetails pretty pretty well. I was trying to remember what I did last season though, because I didn't have Hallmark channel for like a year. So I didn't actually have them after last season. And I think that's when I got really into like reality, reality TV. So my mind was messed up last year. <laughs> I think for a while, um, the bachelor was on and there was this one contestant on the bachelor who was from Portland and his name was Brandon. And I called him sweet Brandon from Portland because he like stayed in the game for a really long time. And he like had all the hopes and dreams that I would have normally put in the trailblazers were all on sweet Brandon from Portland to make it all the way in the bachelor. (laughs) And he did make it really far. So it was like my little, like, um, you know, it was like a little victory (laughs) when we couldn't have the other ones. How about you, Rose? You know, it kind of varies because I have like a small child. And so sometimes like, you know, like I have to like, if she's having a hard time going to sleep. I I don't get to do self-coping. I have to help her cope. Um, but if it's just me, I don't, I don't know what the rest of you are doing, but I'm eating a horrible snack for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. None of you guys cope with food, apparently, but I oh, will I go. Do. That's every night eat. for me. Yeah, that's like a daily ritual. <laughs> oh, it's not I just for love, losses. I love all food. That's pretty much bad. I just love it. That's pretty much all all we talk about is eating food. What kind of food? Do you have food eat that you're eating now or what? <laughs> <laughs> and the blazers. <laughs> so relatable. What kind of food? Do you have food? <laughs> right. When can I come over? Can you deliver it to me? <laughs> Tara, I feel like for a while you were doing cookies. Are we not doing the cookies anymore? Oh, no, I do uh, cookies as well. I mean, (laughs) the cookies and the reality TV. Um, Yeah, actually, no, I I do cookies when I have cookies, but I don't always have cookies. But I pretty much always have a really cheesy movie (laughs) available. I really like popcorn. And then I also sometimes watch um, Bake Off because Mm -hmm. I like people that are like I can't watch reality TV where people are mean I have to watch something where people are nice and after a loss I'm like I just need somebody to do something nice for me so I feel better before I go to sleep (laughs) do you guys have a go-to snack for like blazer games like like you have to eat I don't know if it's like I don't know superstition or whatever like do you have like a certain thing that you eat while you're watching the games think popcorn popcorn's a good one I'm a big fan of popcorn. Yeah, yeah popcorn salty. salty. We talked thing. about this yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Kettle did. corn, extra butter. Butter, <laughs> butter caramel. It doesn't matter. Yep. If you said like corn, caramel? Put it in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, you said like caramel corn, man. Oh, you said oh, like God. snickerdoodle Sorry. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, we've got some snickerdoodle popcorn right now. Oh. I love my parents that sending me good. gift packages for the kids. It all goes to me. <laughs> And it's Christmas season, so it's the holiday season, so we're going to start to get those big tins of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, why don't they change their ratio to having cheese be the biggest portion in that tin? Because it is always the first one gone, and it's always the first day. Yep. The best. We started petition for that. We need to the popcorn people. Yep. I know. I'll Maybe start we, can turn this, we can have a popcorn podcast. Ooh. I wonder it would be very that. noisy and unpleasant to listen to, though. <laughs> it, it could be one of those ASMR podcasts, though. Like uh, people uh, might dig that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Why did this episode get twenty thousand views? <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing but us eating popcorn. 
blazer coping <laughs> ASMR. There you go. <laughs> um, oh gosh, this is brilliant. <laughs> so I wanted to get us started and um, just get a little bit of a feel for everyone's podcast here for our listeners who um, may not have tuned into you guys yet. Um, Alex, tell me about Unbiased Blazer Podcast. What's your deal? What's your lane? Sure, sure. So uh, I wanted to start a podcast. Uh, this is our second year now doing it. Uh, I didn't have all my friends were too shy to do it. And the ones that did want to do it or the ones that were open to doing it didn't want to put the time into it. So I put out, um, uh, I think it was on Reddit. I'm pretty sure it was on Reddit saying I was looking for someone that wanted to start a podcast. I was lucky enough to find Fawad. He's from Canada. Um, we started doing it, uh, pretty much right away. It just felt like like I was expecting it to be a little awkward, but I really didn't feel awkward to do it with him. So for two years now, we've been doing this podcast. It's pretty much just we try to be as unbiased as we possibly can. Um, we've got no problem saying if we feel something's not working or something's not right. Um, but I think one of the biggest things that I enjoy doing is we like to try to get as many listeners or just random people that want to join and just talk with us, whether it's just a listener special where we have a bunch of people all in at once, kind of like what we're doing right now, or if it's just one person and we just kind of get their opinions, their takes, and just kind of talk about them. So for us, it's just about having a good time talking, talking what we love, which is blazers and uh, trying to remain as unbiased and uh, hopeful as possible. Cause last year was tough. <laughs> It was tough. We don't, Blazer fans are not used to tanking. <laughs> no, not at all. And that was a, it was a tough year to start. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was a tough year to start a podcast when we, we started at the, we pretty much started when we lost to Denver in the playoffs. That was when we first really started doing it. And so we had that loss and then just that whole terrible season. So it was like, it was a little challenging some days to want to do a podcast when you're just talking about losses constantly. But it's it's been enjoyable and I've really enjoyed it and I've met a lot of great people and you know I look forward to continuing to do it. Awesome. That sounds so great. Rob, can you talk to me about Blazing the Path? Because you are not a port like located here in Portland. You podcast from the East Coast. So you might have a totally different vibe than the rest of us out here. Yeah. Uh I aspire to have kind of like the same, you know, goals of, you know having a take on the current and projected performances of how the team is going to do that year. Um, I also try to have um, some people from the network come on who peds podcast network um, who represent different teams and everything like that. Come on when um, Portland's playing them just because I feel like it gives a unique perspective and gives you a gauge of where the team is at against those teams, whatever conference they're from. Um, actually the varsity basketball coach at the high school I graduated from, um, was on a podcast on Hoop Heads, and I saw they were looking for some people um, who were looking to start team podcasts. And there were like a couple big ones. Hashtag Lakers was on there and everything. And I was like, there's there's no way I could do this. And I just kind of put my nose to the grindstone and tried to see, you know, next about getting a co-host and stuff. I was uh, very lucky the first season to have uh, Joel Lincoln um, join the podcast. He's like a pretty pretty brilliant um head head coach for a varsity team out in portland um he ended up getting the head coaching job in the middle of the podcast season so he he moved more into that and then last year i had corbin on 
um, another brilliant basketball mind. And I think he's covering the Phoenix Mercury now. Um, but yeah, so just been doing it for about two and a half years now and just trying to get more into the Portland community uh, with the podcasting, obviously trying to network, you know, with every, every team's podcast stuff. I think, I don't think I've heard a bad NBA podcast that, you know, I've come across on Twitter. I mean, they're out there, but um, a lot of great ones. So. Awesome. What, what, um, what niche do you think you fill? What, what niche do you think your podcast fills? Um, I would maybe more towards kind of like what you guys do, not with like having so many unique perspectives, but trying to step away from analytic analytics and just kind of look at like how a team is actually doing and what's going on with them. I, I feel like a lot of the season gets lost in that. Like, um, as an example, I feel like there's a lot of buzz saying, you know, the jazz aren't going to do anything this year and stuff like that and making fun of it. And it's like, I think it'd be a lot better in the community if people, um, saw how impressive it is that they're doing this with so many pieces gone. You know what I mean? And try to see, you know, other, other kind of podcasts like that. They're in the same niche. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Or okay. should I say niche? I don't know how to. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Tim, Gary, tell us yes. about Busted Bucket. Busted Bucket was born during the bubble season. Um, it was myself and, and my good buddy, Roe, that started it. Um, we were healthcare workers and it was, it was pretty heavy when COVID started locking everything down and we were seeing all the patients coming in and whatnot. And, you know, one thing that Roe and I always did was we always, we always came together and talked about sports, um, mainly trailblazers. Um, and we kind of looked at each other one day and said, why don't we just start a podcast? We need, we each need a creative outlet. We're not doing anything, but going to work and doing nothing at home because we can't. Um, so we just started it. And I think, um, you know, it's just like everybody's show. It, it starts off a little rough, a little rocky at first before you find your, your foothold, get your sea legs, if you will. And uh, it, it's kind of evolved from this little fledgling of a show to um, something that's, it's more than just an escape from the day to day, which is why we started it, but it it's become, uh, something with, you know, the addition of interviews that we've had, we've, we've been fortunate enough to connect with a lot of people within the industry, within the organization. Um, we, we've now kind of transitioned to a, a spot where we're trying to more pull back the curtain for our listeners and kind of bring forth the stories that maybe us everyday people don't, don't know about or don't hear. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of what we do uh, on our show is peel back the curtain, um, have fun because uh, just like Rob said, like analytics get boring and people get so lost in all the analytics. And and my apologies, if anybody here, um, you know, dives into those analytics, Alex, I I've listened to a couple of your shows and I, I don't think I never got the vibe that you guys dove into analytics too, too hard, but um, you know, a lot of these shows out there just dive into those analytics and it just gets monotonous and tedious and boring. And we just, we like to keep it fun. We like, we joke, we talk about food, 
we talk about beer. On my last show, we were joking about how uh, uh, I don't make many mistakes. And then sure enough, at the end of it, I made a mistake. And shout out to Ten Barrel Brewing because you made that pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you, if you haven't checked out Busted, uh, make sure you go check us out. Gary, do, do you have anything you want to add to this? Uh, no, and I mean, for me, like it's uh, the the key basically is just having fun, you know what I'm saying? And like basketball's fun and podcasting's fun, you know, and I think for us, we just try to, you know, just like Tim said, like peel back the curtain a little bit. You know, we brought on one of my friends who's a referee. So he talks about like a perspective, you know, from a ref's view and stuff like that. You know, we 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 spoke with a couple of people with the with the organization and uh, we got the chance to meet Brian Wheeler and talk to him. And that was just simply amazing for us and the listeners. So. That's amazing. I was just going to comment that it sounds like all of these podcasts started um, right around the pandemic. You know, most of these look, it sounds like a lot of your podcasts were born out of like, what do we do next? Like, because mm-hmm. as fans, we couldn't go to the arenas anymore. There was a lot of like, like Tara and I used to be a part of a group that used to meet up and have like watch parties and stuff and all that stuff stopped. And so like, it seems like we've all found really nice ways to connect with one another where we don't have to be in each other's presence to kind of connect about the Blazers, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, So I want to ask really quickly, I want to go through each of you and ask, what are you still looking for this season after we've had this little bit of a start here? Gary, let's start with you. Um, for me, I would honestly like to see uh, Simons play a little better. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited, you know, that he, he got a new contract and everything, but um, for me, I just really want him just to step up, you know, maybe uh, increase his shooting percentage and stuff like that. And I think that, um over the off season when he did get get his contract i was hearing like a lot of hate saying that he's not worth that and you know the com- comparisons and stuff like that were to jalen brunson you know and for me i'm 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 big on backing it up and i just want to you know have him s- step it up a bit more and play a little better all right sounds good rob what about you uh is this is this pertaining to just the blazers Sure. Or podcasting, whatever. No. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I thought that question was about just Portland. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, now I want to know what your answer was going to be. My answer was, uh, are Josh Hart and Jeremy Grant going to continue to play good cop, bad cop in the first half and second half <laughs> of games? <laughs> you can say that. You can say that. That's what you're looking forward to seeing. Like, I think that that... That's a totally valid answer because, I mean, they just are starting to gel together as a team. A lot of these guys are new to playing with each other. I think that's a totally valid answer, Rob. I'll stick with it then. Okay. Uh, Tim, what about you? Yeah, you know, I I, I have a few things that I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, One is Dame playing and returning to his MVP form. I think that's going to be amazing this season. Uh, You know, unfortunately, he had a slight injury that's keeping him out, but you know, the team's playing well enough that he doesn't necessarily need to rush back like he has in the past. Uh, I'm going to agree with Gary and say that I'm looking forward to seeing Simon string together more uh, consistent games. Um, But for me, the biggest thing is I want to see Shaden Sharp get comfortable at the NBA level. I think he looks great. He looks fluid and smooth, but I still think the kid's still what 19 years old. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he still needs to gain the confidence and, and uh, some, some comfort in playing at the NBA NBA level. And uh, I think once he does watch out. Wait, I have a question that's, I don't want to derail this whole uh, discussion, but you brought up Damian Lillard and his calf. And I have wanted to have a room full of people to ask this question. So Damian Lillard insists that it's no big deal. All the media immediately assisting, no big deal, no big deal. And I'm like 99% sure, no big deal. Like this is like, if he's going to have something, this is the perfect time for him to like take a step back, make sure he gets fully healed. No sense to rush everything. They got Mm -hmm. a couple of extra wins under their belt. For all those reasons, I believe it's not that big of a deal. But y'all, the one thing that Damien has a hard time accepting is injury. (laughs) He played injured for years. And, you know, when when it's you, it it creeps up on you or whatever. And I was just like, (laughs) I felt like like, I felt like the whole media who was like, you know, the guys in the locker room covering it. Like nobody really, I, I felt like it, they didn't dive into that. Like, really? Are you sure you're okay? Like, how long is this going to be? I don't know. It just feels like the one thing that we can't trust Damien on, like we can trust him on everything except for his own health because he doesn't know. Like, you know what I mean? Did that, did that sh- like strike anyone as like, wait a minute, we're just going to be like, okay, we're just going to believe everything we say on that one. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that. Uh, taking Dame's injury history into consideration and the fact that he tends to play through injuries. I think that this season, it's a little different. I think he knows that he finally has a cast surrounding him that can carry games for him. He doesn't need to rush back. He's got the talent level on his team that, you know, maybe they're not going to win every single game, but they're going to be in it. They're going to be in every game. And I think that gives the team a chance every night to succeed. And maybe he just doesn't feel like pushing it. I I will say that I believe that it is no big deal, but they're not taking any chances in rushing Dane back because I think that they feel like they have a legitimate chance at doing something, making a playoff run or, or whatever, whatever you, you want to say it is. Uh, I, I think that, the organization feels like they have a legitimate shot as long as they can bring Damian Lillard back at some point this season. So that's why I think they're just not rushing. Definitely. So, I mean, I would, I would totally, you know, back up, you know, what you're saying and completely agree too. you know, I think that Dame sees our team and he sees, you know, backup and he sees help, you know, and he sees Shaden, you know, he, he sees, you know, Simons and Hart and all these guys that can come in and help him out. And I think too, you know, he's, he's, he's been in the league, for quite some time. And I think too, like it's, it's nothing that, you know, you want to go in and force, you know, especially with the calf. I mean, for me, I tore my Achilles probably 13 years ago and, you know, it, it, it started with a, a slight, you know, calf pinch or whatever. And I kept trying to run on it and kept trying to go and go. And then one day I was just dribbling down the court and it felt like somebody hit me in the back of my leg with a bat. And I'm just like thinking to myself, please, 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 please. I hope somebody jumped in my ankle, but Nope. It was a torn Achilles. So, I mean, for me, like anytime I hear stuff like that, I think, man, take it easy. <laughs> so, it's, so you guys make me feel a little bit better. I feel like maybe it's not just me who had that question. 
And like, that's kind of why I like being a podcaster. Cause like I can ask dumb questions like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, not worry about like, you know, harming the relationship <laughs> with the front office. Who's never going to allow me to come in and ask them a question. I've never right. asked them a question, you know, but it's just like, as fans, I think it's fun to like, like raise up these questions which mm -hmm. maybe aren't being discussed by other people so anyway continuing on i think it was <laughs> alex's turn next yeah alex what are you what are you still looking for this season so i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of give you a couple things kind of like what tim just said um number one thing for me the biggest thing is i'm looking forward to seeing if our defense still continues to be fairly pretty good i mean we've so far it's been promising um, so for me, that's probably my biggest thing is to see if it continues or to see how far off we fall if it does fall. Um, another thing, like Tim said, was Dame coming back. You know, it's been a year pretty much that we haven't got to watch him. So getting to watch him these first those first six games were I mean, it was great watching him go back to back 40 point games and and, you know, just being what we're used to seeing and um, sometimes looking even better than what we're used to seeing at points. Um, and then the other thing is I'm curious, I'm looking forward to seeing what they decide to do with Jeremy Grant and Josh Hart contract wise, because I love both of those guys. And I, I really hope that we figure out a way to get them both, keep them both. If I can jump in real quick, how likely is it uh, Alex that you think that we're able to keep Jeremy Grant because I think uh, Gary brought up uh, some article or something. Somebody said that that Jeremy may be going for some kind of max contract or something. I mean, it looks that way. It's yeah. very possible. I mean, he's playing. He's exactly what we've needed so long. And it's like we, we're going to get him for one year and that's it. And it's like. I mean, what's the I, percentage you think? I mean, it, like what what percentage do you give the organization for keeping him? I'm I'm only saying this because I'm optimistic about things, but I'm going to say at least 60%. I think, I think we're going to go hard to try to keep him. I mm. think, I think we have a better chance of keeping him than losing him, but I wouldn't be surprised if we lose him I, at all. Wouldn't be surprised. And there's going to be teams that are going to be all over trying to get him. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised, but I still think it seems like once players get here and play with, play with us and play with Dame, they enjoy it. They, and, and we know this when people come to Portland, they, they say, you know, Portland's great. And they, when they leave they they say nothing but great things about Portland. So I wouldn't be surprised if he too wanted to stay and maybe he took a little pay cut, but at the same time, I'm not going to be surprised at the same time if someone else goes after him. But I do think that we, we do keep him. I sure hope we do. When's the last time you heard of an NBA player taking a pay cut though? James Harden. James Harden just did. James Harden just did Fair a enough. whole pay cut. Fair enough. That's fair, but he also is on like an all-star. I was going to say team, that, so. <laughs> that's another Jeremy thing Grant is when those, -star. when those players have those shoe contracts and everything, and they're making so much money, they yeah. probably can afford to take those pay cuts a little bit more than I would say Jeremy Grant could. There's a yeah. lot more guys though, that are willing to take pay cuts if they think they can win. Um, so I think that maybe you might be looking at guys that are looking at his his decision being around how good he felt about this season after it plays out because there's a lot of guys that'll stick with their team for like a one and one or something and then you know just kind of write it out a next year to see if they can if they can win a championship if they felt good about it and if not then chase the big paycheck because a lot of these guys care like as much about winning as they care about getting paid well mm -hmm. and and one thing i want to add about jeremy grant 
he was on Denver and Denver was a good team and they were a rising team and he chose to take the money and go to Detroit. And maybe he decides, yeah, you know what? It was nice having all that money, but it sure sucked playing for Detroit and not winning any games and having to be number one every single night. So maybe that plays into it too, that he doesn't want to have to do that again. Definitely. It's very true. I don't know. So I think that, uh, so, I mean, we all know it's hard to get players, you know, to, to want to come out here. Um, you know, like a lot of people don't really consider Portland, you know, like a free agent destination or anything like that. And I think that for, for Portland, Jeremy Grant's exactly, you know, what we need. I mean, this guy was even born out here too, you know, so it's not like he's never been here and doesn't know, you know, what to expect. I think that, you know, if we could find a way to keep him and Winslow and Hart, you know, at some capacity, that'd be amazing. But man, this dude can pretty much do it all. You know, he's a good, good player and hopefully we can keep him. I feel I like that. Stays. I feel like that line, though, about Portland not being a destination was something that Neil Olshay gaslighted us into believing, though. I don't know if I know that I, if I believe that like as fully as we have been led to believe all these seasons, because I think that was like what he came to us when he was like, oh, I didn't have a good offseason, but that's because nobody wants to come here. But then we heard that there were guys that like were here that never got calls from him ever again. Yeah. Even when they were free agents. And then we also know that as soon as he walked out the door guys were willing to come here because like the jeremy grant move was telegraphed for a long time before it ever happened and just like oh sorry god no i just mean it's just clear that like maybe more guys would have been willing to come here if it wasn't for him yeah but i mean just as far as getting like free agents to uh, come here because i mean for me i mean what's the best free agent you know that that we've got ever (laughs) like it's tough you know player players don't you know want to um you know when a city uh you know when it's uh, when it's not Miami, when it's not New York, when it's not LA, I just think that um, it's just tough to get guys to come out here. I mean, I honestly can't even think of the, the best free agent we've ever got. I mean, was it uh, honestly? I, I don't Miller. even know. Yeah, Andre Miller. Yeah, is a good one. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. You know, and I just think um, what it's, about Rasta? Did we did we trade for for Brian Grant or did he come as a free agent? I was we traded for him. Trade from the Kings, right? I thought so. Right. So I do yeah. Think, go ahead. I, oh, I do think free agency, though. Like, so, like, it, I think a lot of times it's about like whether they people can think they can win there because who the heck wants to go to Utah and Denver and live there? But they get free agents when they look like they can win when they have like, you know, Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, and mm-hmm. you know, in Denver they had you know Jokic and oh, what's the guy, what's the tiny little point guard's name? I forget his name. <laughs> Murray. Um, Jamal Murray. Yeah, Jamal Murray. Like, yeah. but they they have these like guys that they saw potential in, and it's like no one's trying to go live in Denver and like make that their sweet home. But if you think you can win there, then guys are maybe willing to go. And so maybe it's been a little bit about Portland, but it's also been a little bit about what people saw hmm. our potential to be. Well, I also think that there's there are other factors that go into it more than you know Portland being a destination, whether it has night, uh, you know, a, a decent nightlife or whatever. We also have income tax, which is why a lot of people tend to go to like Texas or something. I mean, look at LaMarcus Aldridge. He went to Texas uh, because there's no income tax. And mm-hmm. I mean, granted, he's from Texas, but, you know, it's just it's there's a lot more than just Portland being a uh, whether it's a, a destination city or not. And, you know, maybe part of it, I, I agree that maybe uh, part of it was Olshay, but I also think that Portland is not one of those cities that, you know, these stars tend to go to just because if they have a chance, are you, I mean, are you going to choose like 
a, a warm, sunny beach all year round in Miami or, you know, LA, or are you going to go to rainy Portland? You know, it's like, yeah, I think, I think it, that part does play into these decisions, but um, you know, also we've got maybe the best leader in the NBA right now who wouldn't mm-hmm. want to come play with Dame. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's part of why Grant came over, right? Because he wanted to play with Dame. Right. So, I think coach rotations play a big role in it too. I don't think, I think maybe the last two years with Billups were the first years people would maybe consider they had a chance with a 10 or 11 man rotation. I feel like sometimes Terry Stotts had like a seven man rotation. Playing time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just even getting on, on the court. I have a, I have a very hot take on whether or not, Jeremy Grant is going to stay. Jeremy Grant has already invested in and incorporated rain gear into his walk-in. <laughs> he's staying. I think he's I like it. I, I I'll do. take it. I really do think he's staying, and I I'm going to go out on a limb, maybe call this a hot take or whatever, but I give it like an eighty percent chance that he stays, just because I think he likes it here. Mm-hmm. He likes the guys that he's playing with too, mm-hmm. and he's getting a decent chunk of change. Tim, and, and do you have any? Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, add on to Rose's point about people uh, not always coming here in free agency. Sometimes when you're trying to make a trade and you want somebody who you know is going to stay, that mm-hmm. also factors in. Right. Definitely. Tim, do you yeah, have any really intel on uh, Lillard's relationship with Grant? You could uh, possibly peel the curtain back on. <laughs> I wish I did, man. <laughs> I wish we did. Uh, no, we have not had... Uh, anyone from Lillard's camp or, or Grant's camp or either one of them on the show yet. So I'll let you know when we do. (laughs) (laughs) At least we know that they have a good relationship because they played um, on the Olympic team together. So they've, Mm -hmm. you know, it's more than just like talking through their shirts after games or whatever. (laughs) It's like they've actually played ball together. I feel like that was what solidified the move. Honestly, I do too. Thank goodness for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Tara, I feel like we should keep it going because I made that section last a little longer than I thought I would. <laughs> Why don't you take us into the vibes? Sure, I will. Um, but before we do that, did you have anything that you're looking for, Rose? Oh, yeah. So I actually, and I started to see it a little bit, but I'm not sure if this is going to stick. I was really curious who I, who we were going to see running like the second unit when Dame's not on the floor. Because Ant does not really seem like an assertive run the floor like general. I guess. And I've been very excited to notice that it's Justice Winslow who is running the floor and he's done a very good job. Sometimes he, it seems like he, he often just runs the point. And then a lot of the times he's directing traffic, you know, off the ball, like he's very vocal, very comfortable seeming running the second unit. And so I want to see if that continues. And I was going to want to see if there's other people who kind of rise to the occasion to do some of that too, because that does not feel like it's Anthony Simon's like personality, Mm-hmm. Um, and his strengths, he plays, I feel like he plays better off the ball. I don't know if this is true or not, but he looks to me like he plays better when we're comfortably off the ball. Um, and he is very, gets very nervous if it looks like he's going to get trapped. He's like very quick to get rid of the ball. <laughs> um, and so I don't know if that will change. I don't know if that's going to be his style or if we're going to have other people kind of running point, but I'm curious to see what that looks like. Cause we really got used to CJ running that and um, you know, he's not here anymore. <laughs> I know we're running short on time, but in this segment, but I I do want to interject real quick and uh, say how much I appreciate Justice Winslow because, and I think everybody should appreciate Justice Winslow because that guy has 
completely revitalized his whole career right. here in Portland. That guy is playing so well. And for everything that he's gone through, I am so happy for him. He's he's playing the point guard, the shooting guard, the small forward, the power forward, the center. And like, it's so nice just to see him come here, you know, and seemingly like it. And he's, you know, playing all these different positions and it's great. I love it. I think too, um, coach K was like enamored with him. I don't know if you guys ever saw like when, after like the March madness took place and everything, they were in a bunch of commercials and like the way coach K looked at justice Winslow, you just knew like, he, he's got like some kind of playmaking ability that is severely underrated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, and his ability to overcome injuries is incredible. Did you know his, his roommate was Grayson Allen? Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's really interesting. <laughs> Wait, really? I listened to him on a podcast when he was, I, I think it was, I can't remember which podcast it on. It might've been road tripping. Um, but yeah, they were asking. Makes him about sense. That. Grayson Allen was on there. He was he was pretty tight lipped about their relationship, and then they were like, "So, what would you say that you guys, you know, became friends, or like, at what point do you guys feel like maybe you became friends?" And he was like, "When we won the championship." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love, I adore mm-hmm. Justice Winslow. I was going to say two things. I could not believe how tight the double teams Phoenix was sending to Jeremy Grant. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how he did anything. They were up in his shorts. I was just <laughs> like, oh my God, I've never seen anybody else on the Blazers be guarded as tightly as he was uh, being guarded the other night. And then the other thing that I was going to say, oh yeah, that I'm looking forward to or for, I I still need more dunks. Like there's still yeah. like number 24 in dunks, which, you know, is better than dead last. Right. Which is but, funny because I feel like they have more dunks already this season than they did last season. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. I did not see where they are. Well, actually at the beginning, I checked it a couple of games ago cause I'm keeping a tally and a couple of games ago, they were about where they were last season because remember we all put it out of our minds but they had Larry Nance Jr. and Cody Zeller who only dunked for like six weeks. Wow. That was all they did. <laughs> so the numbers are a little wacky. Um, but uh, yeah, I I just I, I want more dunks. But like I've been heartened to see like especially and I was like talking about this endlessly to everybody in my row the other night. There was a dunk where Shaden did one of his just like incredible like, you know, over, you know, above the basket or whatever. But I noticed that Yusuf Nurkish got out of his way. And I was like, that, I I just took that as like a good thing where like, obviously we're not going to talk about Nurkic dunking. It's just not going to happen. That's just not his thing. Maybe he will sometimes. That's just not his thing. We're not going to talk about that. But the fact that he was aware enough to realize like, he's not going to do it, but he's going to get out of the way. So these young guys can, he can like occupy that space down there. You know, he can box out guys or whatever, but this was just a simple flat out. He wasn't (laughs) boxing anybody out. He just got out of the way because he saw Mm -hmm. Shaden coming. And I just, I think that's fine. They're going to have to, they're going to have to work out, work all that out, but I still want more dunks. I'm greedy now. (laughs) Greedy. You've tasted those transition dunks and you just want more. Mm -hmm. I've got a taste to that. Shaden's dunked in every game. Up to now, right? Shaden is leading uh, the all the dunks. He has ten dunks, and oh. he's dunked in it at least once in every game's first half, I believe. Oh. 
It's just so nice to have somebody who wants to score that way. Who like some of those dunks should should count as like four points because I mean his <laughs> his eyes are rim level. Like he's like looking down at the hoop, and I'm like, man, this guy's jumping off a trampoline or a pogo stick or something. I don't know, but it's amazing. Well, and I've been watching other teams for years and just burned inside with envy at how <laughs> easy they're. Pl- I'm just like, how how did you how did that. How did he do mm-hmm. that? How did he mm-hmm. do like how come our guys never do that? And I'm finally starting to see some of those like just natural junks in like the course of the game because that was the best way to score rather than oh it's garbage time let's you know give Greg Brown the ball which I also enjoy but it was just it's cool to see it like happening those those like sneaky little ones where you don't even know that they're happening and suddenly they've just flushed it and it's like oh my god where did that come from <laughs> I want more that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm with you. Me too. <laughs> I want I want more sharp show dunks. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of athletic don't fun be, dunks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I kind of don't want him to go to the uh dunk contest though. I kind of want him to remain a mystery and just like sort of float out there. That I can't get behind. I really? want to see him in the dunk. I want to see him and Simons in the dunk contest. Right. And and uh, Vince Carter gave him some high praise today, too. So, I mean, I don't know how how long he's going to be a, you know, a secret, I guess you want to call it. <laughs> Can you imagine being shade and sharp and hearing Vince Carter say that about you? Especially because Carter, you know, played in Toronto and Shaden's from Canada. Like, man, that must have been big praise, you know. And how does your head not grow to the size of Moda Center? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'd be trying to dunk over everyone after today. <laughs> like literally, I'm just I'm trying to find the tallest guy and trying to jump mm-hmm. over him and dunk. Mm-hmm. If I could dunk, I would dunk all the time. I would dunk everywhere, all the time. Any mm-hmm. basketball hoop anywhere, I would dunk every time. I don't know. I well, if I was as big as Nurk, I would be dunking everywhere, all the time. Give me your height, yeah. Nurk. I will dunk. Yeah, <laughs> people at the Please. 24 Hour Fitness. Please do. I'm. I am trying to embrace Nurkic's scoring style. It's working a little bit um, because it's going in. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I mean, I think he's, Nurk he's has been playing it. really well lately. Yes, yeah. Nurk's been stringing together a nice few games, and I, I kind of like it. I think he's starting to actually look. Okay, I got to back up a little bit. I like Nurk. Okay, I'm going to put that out there. I enjoy his style of basketball. There was a time maybe within the last couple seasons that I may have criticized him for the way he played. Uh, and his, for me, it's all a mental game with Nurk. I think he's got the skills and the talent to do whatever he wants on the court. It's just sometimes up in his head, he just gets lost. He, he goes to La La Land and maybe takes a play or two off and, uh, so far, I haven't seen that this season. Yeah, I always say about Nurk, you got to take the whole Nurk. You know, like you're going to have those times where he takes a playoff. You're going to have times where he flips it up instead of dunks it. You're going to have all of that. But you're also going to have these monster games where he gets 17 rebounds and nobody can get anywhere near the rim. And right. um, he's shooting threes. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, yeah. Right. I, and, and I've, you know, I've always been a fan of, of big guys in the NBA. And like for me, I've always thought that this team with Dame on it needed 
a more athletic center, someone like DeAndre Ayton or Mo Bamba or whoever. Uh, but Nurk is figuring out how to play with this uber-athletic team that we finally have, and it's it's nice to see. Definitely. For me, I'm a big Nurk fan. I don't know. I, I like his game. Um, I like the way he runs the pick and roll with uh, Damian. I don't know. Like, I like the the pick and pop, too. I mean, he's seventh in rebound this year. You know, he's, uh, you know, not the – so I'm not saying he's a, a top three center or something like that, but I think that, you know, for what we're paying him and, you know, for what we're getting from him, too, you know, we should, we should be thankful for that. Well – Let's go ahead and move on to the big task that we have before us, which is to start on the 2023 playlist. We've been doing this for years and we just put together a playlist of songs that remind us of what's going on with the team. You know, we got new vibes coming in this year. We got all kinds of stuff going on. So I think this is a great time for us to get started with that. Um, does, do we have a volunteer for who would like to go first with their song for 2023? Tim. Okay. <laughs> You've Tim been volunteered. Been volunteered. <laughs> yeah. I've been voluntold. Okay. I'll volunteer as tribute. Uh, well, so I, I have not done this before and I, I kind of like what you're doing here. Um, so I'll start with this season uh, because I kind of have two that I want to mention. But um, for this season, going into really it could pertain to any season for the Blazers. But going into the season, there was so much. I don't want to say hatred, but there was a lot of shade thrown at the organization and saying that the Blazers aren't even going to make the play in this and that. And the way that they came out and responded to that was awesome to me. And I just, I went straight to uh twisted sister. Um, we're not going to take it because I feel like they're just taking all that, all that garbage that was thrown their way and shoving it down everybody's throat. And it's so awesome to see. Um, but I, but it got me thinking about last season too. Uh, and I feel like it's gotta be the show must go on by queen for mm-hmm. last season because okay. my goodness we could not catch a break but the show must go on <laughs> I like it I, you absolutely understood the assignment perfect nailed it right, right out the gate <laughs> and i think including the show must go on like it, it applied last year but look at where they are already now this year they half the team is like in the injury report already right and the show must go on and we just have so much more hope about it this year mm-hmm. maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah i agree I love all right it. So- i think next has to be gary since he <laughs> told me to go first i like this yeah let's just choose who goes after you perfect so i mean for me you know i think that a lot of people you know thought that this was going to be another bad season for the Blazers. Um, you know, I think that uh, for, for me and Tim, you know, we heard like a lot of hate, you know, we heard a lot of people just talking poorly about our team and saying, you know, our, our teams are ramshackle or ramshackle roster, you know, and I think that it's, you know, it's kind of disappointing and it's nice to see them. Uh, I think they're six and three or something like that. So I think, you know, for me, the only song that fits perfectly is it's got to be Montel Jordan. This is how we do it. I mean, <laughs> the party's here on the West side. I mean, here, here we go, Blazer fans. 
I love it. Also, that song is just good on any playlist, any exactly. for anything. Mm-hmm. Unless you need to like get over a breakup, like mm-hmm. that's the right <laughs> song for every playlist. And then the party's not on the left side. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to pick who goes next, Gary? Um, I'll pick you. Me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't ready for that oh, me. okay well okay i had two songs that i had chosen and i wasn't gonna i was gonna decide whether i was gonna go with something that people were gonna know or people weren't gonna know f it i'm going with the song that people aren't gonna know i have chose chosen a song called encore by epic high which is a korean hip-hop group and if you haven't checked them out you should mm-hmm. um and the song is a little like the song is about an encore but the encore is a little bit of tongue in cheek. It's like saying um, the whole song is about people who hated on you, stepped on you. Oh, I didn't realize the show was over. Well, we've got an encore then because you've all put a nail in our coffin and Mm. we're still here. Um, So there's a a lot of the rap is in Korean and I won't spare you the Korean because my Korean is terrible. But (laughs) essentially there's a line in this song that says, all you people who stepped on us thinking we were corpses, F you, we back. I like it. Nice. Can you send me? Can you send me the link to that? That song? Yes, I totally yeah. want to hear it. Yeah, Heck yeah, I will. After Actually, this podcast, I will. Yeah, and when we're done, everybody send me a link, and I make a YouTube playlist and a Spotify playlist so that oh, we killer. can share it with everybody. There's some really funny um, podcasts from past seasons. <laughs> <laughs> All to say. That's awesome. Nice, Rose. Okay. You want to go ahead and do your other one? Yeah, I'll add the other one. The other one I wanted to add was Nina Simone's Feeling Good, mm. because that's all about a rebirth and how you're feeling good about where you are. And I think that one just kind of ignores the haters and is like, brand new day, guys. Let's do this. <laughs> and she threw out Nina. Oh, my God. Now I just want to go listen to some Nina. She's the best. Uh, Rob, how about you? So uh, no one knows this band on the East Coast. I don't know why, um, but I chose a song by uh, Motion City Soundtrack. If you guys have ever heard of them, but they're mainly in like California. That's why I figured uh, it's called Don't Call the Comeback. It's like this really aggressive song about like <laughs> counting, counting someone out. And uh, there it says our take is more than meets the eye. And then. They say this time it's the last dance, so come on. And given the fact that this is kind of their last chance before Lillard leaves, no, just kidding. <laughs> but <Just> um, <laughs> it just it just really stood out to me because it's kind of I don't I don't think I don't think Damian I think Damian Lillard gave up five years ago on thinking about you know comparisons, All Star games, and that stuff. It just kind of, he has the Kobe mentality of like taking it down as another thing that he's going to go after and be hungry about. So I I don't see like I definitely agree with what you guys chose for songs and I think it goes even into those more that it's like he knows what kind of like what his potential has always been and it's just kind of like he's going to get there one of these years you know what I mean so definitely definitely agree and awesome. uh I'll choose Alex as tribute I'll take it. I'll take it. So I had two. Tim took one of mine, of course, with uh, we're not going to take it. It was so soon as he said, I, as soon as he was like saying everyone was talking to, I knew it was coming. I knew it. 
So I, I pretty much for the exact same reasons Tim said, Twisted Sisters, we're not going to take it. Very, very underrated song. That is a great song. Fantastic. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the '80s here. Uh, one of my favorite bands, Foreigner, Jukebox Hero. That is my uh, song for this year so far. And 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 what it is is everyone's count at like like Tim had already said. Everyone kind of counting us out. Everyone's kind of playing off that Dame's on the decline and he's not going to be making it back. Um, small market team can't win anything. So our jukebox hero is going to be Dame, you know, bringing us back up once again. He's going to take us to the promised land. Everyone's going to see, kind of like with Giannis when he won in Milwaukee, that loyalty and and you know not running from the grind and just sticking it out and and being the the jukebox hero. And just you start somewhere and you just build and you go. So for me, jukebox hero, that's that's it for me. I love that you brought really- a foreigner. <laughs> You've never heard of Foreigner? No, I said I love that you brought out Foreigner, oh. <laughs> which is, a, I mean, a band that I know, but I just, I don't think about Foreigner. I yeah. love Foreigner. I'm really disappointed that we didn't come up with this idea, Gary. This is such <laughs> a fun idea. I blame you. <laughs> you should. <laughs> this is this is the kind of hard-hitting uh, segments and analysis that we do here on We Have a Take. Um, I love it. But it's Tara's, Tara. Really Tara, fun. yeah, it's your turn. Tara. We need oh, to yeah, hear yeah, your Tara, song. I pick you. <laughs> Okay, you guys are going to be like, what? Um, So one of the things that I've been mulling over the last few days about this team is how this team, more than some that I remember in the more recent past, contains multitudes. Like there are different personalities who are all playing different roles on this team. For example, I had this realization last game. Josh Hart's just like, intensity and nausea little's absolute joy are the same they are the same thing they both hold the team together they both when you get josh how josh hart on the floor and he's yelling at everybody and telling everybody what to do and he is like diving for everything and playing the hardest he's bringing everybody along to also want to do that. I, I constantly refer to what I saw in Sacramento, where he actually called the players together and like yelled at them and told them what to do. And they were all like, okay, okay, okay. Which is not something that was typical of past years. So he's like out there just like this maniacal intensity that like, he's going to do whatever it takes to win on the other end of the spectrum. You have somebody like Nas little who just is like this, fireball of like light and energy when he steps out on the court he just lifts everybody up you can just see that when he's on the court he just like brings a spark that that they always need right at the right time and i remember when he signed his contract i was pissed i was so mad that he was signing for what you know seemed like so little right it's not little but it seemed like compared to like other people um even on the team, it seemed like such a negligible amount. I was just like, I was like, you're worth so much more than that, Nasir. But I really, now that I've watched him, I feel like a weight has lifted off of him and he's just playing with just pure abandon and joy. And like, I just feel like he and 
Josh Hart like balance each other out so perfectly. I, I love having the the two. And I just I don't feel like the team has had that much that many layers to it in in the past. So anyway, the t- the song that I chose, long story short, is one you probably I'll never heard of because it's from when I was in high school and it's by men at work from Australia and it's called Dr. Heckle and Mr. Jive. <laughs> and it's, it's a takeoff on Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, but it's a scientist and like, you know, a really cool dude. And the chorus of it is this is the story of Dr. Heckle and Mr. Jive. They are a person who feels good to be alive. This is the story of Dr. Heckle and Mr. Jive believes the underdog will eventually survive. And I just thought, there we go. Dr. Heckle and Mr. Jive, Nazir Little, Josh Hart, the Blazers. That's that's the song that I came up with. The other one that I came up with was Sharp Dressed Man about mm. Jeremy Grant or <laughs> Jaden Sharp. I couldn't figure out who it would go for. Oh, it's gotta be for Jeremy. He's <laughs> yeah, literally for Jeremy. A model. I mean, I I actually like I was Googling like songs about sharp <laughs> and then sharp just man came up and i was like oh well that's perfect for jeremy grant so that's that's my other song can i add one more you just you reminded me of one absolutely it's gonna be one i can probably guarantee you nobody's ever heard of it's i think it might even be farther than this it's probably in the 70s maybe even in the 60s it's from a band called dr hook and just with these last couple games it's there's a song is called you make my pants want to get up and dance and just these last couple, these last couple <laughs> games, these game winners, these This is an all ages show, yeah, man. <laughs> 40 point games. You make my pants want to get up and dance. You get up and just dance it out. Okay, but that's I not what that it. sounds like. I know, I know it sounds bad, but I promise you it's just about getting up and that could just time. as easily be a kid's cartoon where like the pants have a personality and dance. <laughs> you know, I'm be honest with you, it's been a while since I listened to the song. Maybe it isn't what I think. <laughs> i'm with rob i think it could totally be wholesome you're having so much fun that your pants just want to jump up and dance i need to listen to the song first before i can give a response (laughs) (laughs) it's a wild it's a wild band i'll just tell you that dr hook i thought you were going to say the cover of the rolling stone which is hey there we go there we go also could be because steph i think wasn't steph curry on the cover of the rolling stone this month so Damian Lillard could totally be on the cover of he could. Stone. If he mm-hmm. hasn't already been. He should be on there more than Steph I, Curry. I was going to say, he's got more of a reason to be on there than Curry does. <laughs> well, you guys did great with the um, the 2023 playlist. We will add to it. And if you guys want to add to it, then, you know, feel free. Shoot me those um those links so we can put the playlist together and we can share it with everybody and we can keep going. They're fun. And sometimes I will listen to them after losses, depending on what the feel is. This, this whole thing started because like 2015, the year that the Blazers, um, the year that LaMarcus was a free agent right before that, it was, it's like, I was listening to the song Jolene by Dolly Parton. And I realized that that was like the story of LaMarcus and <laughs> the Blazers. Like, please don't take my man. Like I knew like all my life, the Spurs have taken everything I love and they were just going to do it one more time. So I was really feeling that. And then it turns out like Dolly Parton has a song for every single Blazer feeling. So the, <laughs> the first one was just Dolly Parton songs. So 
we've opened it up to everything and everybody just brings awesome ones. So we really appreciate it. You said these are on Spotify. Um, They're all on YouTube. A couple of them have been on Spotify. I can make one on Spotify and I'll share it. I'll share it with the group on Spotify and we'll add to it. Please do. I want to hear this Dolly Parton one though. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I have to say. I'm into it. I will still (laughs) listen to it. That's the one I'll listen to sometimes. Um, yeah, there's uh, there's some really good songs on there. But anyway, we've gone on a lot uh, uh, and we've taken up a lot of your time. You guys, it's been so much fun talking to you, getting to know you, hearing a little bit about your podcast. Let's do the thing where we go around and you can do like one more sort of like quick synopsis explanation of your podcast and where people can find it. Uh, and then we'll head on out of here. So, uh, Rob, do you want to start? Sure. Um, yeah, like I was saying a little bit, um, to expand on a little bit more, um, looking to grow and really represent, um, I know Rose asked, um, really represent, um, the game of basketball in a way that hopefully people will hear about it, kids, adults, and get more into the game of basketball. Um, in New York state, I mean, basketball, there are a lot of talented players coming out of New York, going pro and everything. But where I'm from, people really only care about football and hockey. And it's just I hope that someone, you know, out there would do the same of just trying to get the game of basketball out there represented and um, explain it in a way that people can get it. Because, I I mean, everyone was trying to get basketball and then they did the take foul thing this year. So, <laughs> but, yeah, definitely. Um, and also looking to um, get a new co-host. Um, so if any of you guys, um, in the podcast community are interested, hit me up. Awesome. And, uh, where can people find you like on social media? Yeah. Um, on Twitter, I think it's, uh, Rob underscore Heth. And then the blazing the path social media is on, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Great. Thank you, Alex. Uh, first, first and foremost. Thank you guys for doing this. I had a, a real, a real good time. Thanks for inviting me. Um, but just really quickly, our podcast is all just about building a community, getting people's opinions, getting people's takes, having a good time, having watch parties, uh, watching the games together on online and, and, you know, just spend, spending good time together. Um, we're on Twitter, uh, at unbiased blazers. And then we also have a discord that we kind of share with the trail casters and we kind of combined together to just have a, a really good community and just have a good time talking basketball and other things, but, but mostly basketball usually. Hey, thanks Alex. Uh, like Gary and Tim. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll start it off and Gary can add what he wants, but uh, you know, bust a bucket podcast. We are, uh, you're able to find us on any uh, platform. Um, you can find us uh, as far as social media goes on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Gary just introduced TikTok. Um, on Twitter, we are at Busted Bucket. Um, feel free to reach out to us. We love taking uh, listener uh, questions or whatever. We typically ask our Discord that we're a part of. Again, we're also part of the Trailcasters and Unbiased um, Discord. Uh, shout out to the Trailcasters, by the way. Uh, wish you were here. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we love we love taking questions, especially for our interviews. Um, we've interviewed a lot of cool people. If you listen to our shows, um, at the very least, listen to the interviews. Uh, we've had Brian Wheeler, Travis Demers. We've had 
Kenny um, Anderson. Antonio Harvey, Kenny Anderson. Uh, you may like that, Rob. Um, so many people out there ranging from people in, in the currently in the organization to past players to, you know, reporters. We've had Aaron Fentress and we've had Dwight James just, Keep keep on the lookout for more interviews because we we don't plan on stopping. Um, but yeah. Also, thank you very much for having us on the show, Gary. Is there anything I missed? Anything you want to add? No, I mean you you did a good job. You know, I just want to thank you guys again. You know, for having us on the show. And yeah, so our show is just about fun. You know, we try to you know explain basketball. You know, as best you know we know how, and bring on good guests and fun people and stuff, and just have a good time, basically. Great. Well, um, we're very serious and we are always about deep analytics and making sure that we trade, that we come up with really good trades for everybody so we can trade everybody off the team. That's basically <laughs> the general vibe of we have a take, you know, but no, seriously, though, it's really great to get to know you guys. I just I love how many podcasts there are in Portland and people who follow the Trailblazers and how they're all just a little bit different. There's something for everybody. I always say ours is boutique because it might it's, you know, got a real specific uh, kind of content and it might not be for everybody, but everybody's welcome to come in and browse. And if you like it, stay a while. So uh, thanks to uh, thanks to you guys so much for joining us. Rose, what should we add before we get us get ourselves out of here? I want to do one quick thing because we're called We Have a Take, Tara. I want to go around real quick and I want to ask everybody, what's your take today? It doesn't have to be about basketball. Give me about anything. And I'll start us off so you guys know what we're talking about here. My take is that basketball needs more, I think, like, like, like not like cheerleaders, but like more like fun elements to it. That's not about being in the arena. Because one of the things that's been really annoying to me about watching like the in-between stuff on TV is that it's very straightforward and I want there to be more fun stuff. I want to see like the game, like games that happen or whatever. Cause we like when, for those of us who aren't able to go to games right now um, or like we're during the pandemic, we didn't get to see um, Blazer Todd. We didn't get to see any of the fun stuff. We just got to see talking heads at us. And I think that in between basket, in between like basketball things, like obviously Brooke is fun, but like some of the other stuff, we just need more fun stuff. That's my take. Tim, what's your take? My take is that now that I've met you all virtually, uh, I think we should all do a watch party together with our listeners. Get out there and support a local business. That's my take. I like like that. that. I like that. I like that. Gary, what's your take? I mean, I'm going to go ahead and back up Tim, too. Um, I would just love to get together and connect with all you guys and watch a game together or two or three. Awesome. Rob, what's your take? I concur with that. That's a really good idea. Um, No one really supports local business in Buffalo. So I'd love to help out and support a business in Portland, but also try to do that here too. Um, But my, the take, I just having a platform doing podcasting, I have to put it out there. Um, they need to take the kids dancing in halftime out at 2K because that's just weird. <laughs> it, it needs to be gone. I like the take. Alex, what's your take? I can't go on after that. <laughs> um, um, well, let's 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 do this. That's kind of like what Tim and Gary said. I'm I'm I live in Roseburg, I'm about three hours south of Portland. So 
I'm coming up to a couple games this year. I know I know a majority of people go to a lot of games. So if I'm up there, we we all need to get together, have a good time, and just enjoy a game together. So I'm with you guys on that one. Um, and also, everyone just love everybody. Good. Love that take. Cheesy, I know, cheesy, but I mean it. I do mean it. Alex, Gary and I are in the heart of Portland. So anytime you're up here, just let us know. Let's do it. I'm ready. Tara, take us out. What's our last take? My take is that um, the Blazers are the Pacific Northwest team. They're Oregon's team. They're not just Portland's team. And I love to be reminded of that constantly. And Rob, they're also Buffalo's team. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I, I just think like with the PDX carpet jersey coming out and like all these people in Portland having like really like, you know, a lot of takes on it. And, you know, I'm from Portland too or whatever, but just every time we start getting deep into conversations about how Portland, 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 Blazer, Blazer, Blazers, I just like to remind myself that it's Oregon's team and it's really the Pacific Northwest. It's been really fun talking to you guys. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Everyone again. who's stuck with us this long, you can find us at We Have a Take. You can find me at TCB Biggs on Twitter, and you can find Rose at Rose L. Harding, although Rose Harding is also a friend of the podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much to all of our guests, and go Blazers! Go Blazers! Go Blazers! Go Blazers.